Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Lieboff. Joining me, as always, are my co-hosts and friends, Nick Martin and Tim Kalinowski. Today's episode, uh, we will be previewing a monster slate, 12 games on the docket Thursday, October 19th. And as always, we will kick that slate off with our favorite underdogs uh, and Nick. Uh, you can go first. All right. Well, I think that, you know, if you've been listening to the pod, you know we like the Coyotes. It's been a little disappointing that they are now one and two, and then they've scored one goal in their last two games. But they get a great matchup. They bounce back <laughs> offensively. And those were pretty tough spots, right? Rangers home opener and then the Isles the next night. Uh, as disappointing as those were. But this is a great spot to bounce back versus a Blues team that isn't going to defend real well. They'll have a pretty big goaltending edge, even if Bennington's look all right so far. Uh, Pavel Buchnevich is out for the Blues. That really hurts their upside offensively. He's probably their best winger, so take that out of the mix. And I think this just becomes a pretty, pretty solid number. And we know the Coyotes are going to be really scrappy and just play really solid as a team all season. So... This is kind of just the price where I want to target them to get something else out of this road trip. I still think they've played pretty fundamentally well, and we're getting a really good number versus... I, I, this is just, to me, way closer to a coin flip. So I think if you're getting plus 110, hopefully you can get some of the plus 120s. Great play on the Coyotes. Yeah, I'm with you, 100%. Uh, I was in the building for that Coyotes-Islanders game last night that ended one nothing in favor of the Islanders. Um, and like they didn't generate much, but the Islanders just kind of suffocated the game which is really rare for the islanders usually they're you know, flinging the puck all over the ice and playing this really upbeat style but they decided to switch it up last night uh i'm still kind of impressed with the coyotes in the game? I, like i thought they defended well like they like vismelka was awesome everything you kind of looked for in a coyotes loss i guess you would say like to still be impressed you've seen the past two games against the rangers and, and islanders uh which i and i think the top of that list, uh, maybe is goaltending, but right behind that would be what you just said, Nick. Like the effort is there, and and they're a cohesive unit with a bunch of new faces in the lineup. Um, they just look dangerous. I think that when I looked at their opening few games, I I knew I was going to be betting them at like three out of the four games, which I've done. Um, and I think I had this this one circled as probably the one I was going to end up liking the most. So yeah, I'm with you on the Coyotes, Tim. Uh, your thoughts on the Coyotes, your favorite underdog uh, for Thursday night as well? Yeah, I'll be on the Yotes as well. We discussed with this road trip, if they can come out of here two and two. That'd be super encouraging for the Yotes. I will have taken them in all four of those games. So if they go two and two, then we're profitable. I'm profitable. So that'd be great. Um, but my best, uh, my favorite underdog is kind of a fake underdog. The LA Kings um, playing at the Minnesota Wild. This LA Kings team is just too good to be a dog to the Minnesota Wild, even though it's a, it's a slight dog. I was on Minnesota against Montreal the other night, but um, Minnesota is still super banged up, and LA is just better. That's We're getting a better team at a, at a discounted rate. So for me, that's a play. 
Yeah, I'll be on the Kings too. Uh, Nick, you'll save your thoughts here after the end of the show. But I think uh, Los Angeles' ability just to, to roll four lines gives them such an advantage over a team like the Wild who just can't do that. Uh, the goaltending, of course, is always going to be a concern. But uh, in this situation at this price, uh, it's not enough to, to keep me off of it. All right, my favorite underdog. It's a big one. The Anaheim Ducks are plus 210 hosting Dallas. Uh, the Stars minus 258 and the over-under six. I like the Ducks here. What I saw from Anaheim the first two games was encouraging in the way that I think that they're going to be worth betting at, at big prices against decent teams. Uh, and I know that's easy to say after they beat a team like Carolina. Uh, but even the Vegas game I don't think was terrible. You look at like the high-danger chances. It wasn't like they got caved in and the ice was tilted when you look at the numbers for Carolina, but a lot of that came in the third period when the Ducks were already up four uh, one or three nothing or whatever it was. So this team, I think, just has enough talent with that Zegers Terry combination uh, guys on the back end who are starting to step into bigger roles like Lacombe, who I thought was really good the other night, Pavel Minchikov, uh, Jamie Drysdale. There's just there's enough of a ceiling that this team should punch up well uh, and. The goaltending, like I, I thought Lucas Dostal was really good against Carolina. I'd prefer him over Gibson, but even Gibson, like he can give you a give you a show. So I just think at this price at home, the Ducks, uh, they should pay off. So give me Anaheim, uh, Nick. Anything on Ducks and Stars? I know you you're not you're not I'm, the I'm biggest Ducks scared. guy. I'm still well, and the just the stars. I'm still pretty yeah. high in the stars, so that's part of it and i will note i think this is probably gonna be a scott wedgwood yep. start i feel like you get him in the mix here somewhere but he's pretty good so i'm not just I'm just i think that's worth noting you know yeah i think i think it's a good point early. that you might want to bet it a little earlier than uh later which is not something you'll say very often uh when the prices are like this tim anything ducks and stars before we hit the main slate i thought you buried the lead with the handicap, uh, the, I watched Dallas and Vegas the other night, every second of that game, and I worry about Dallas's ability to score enough to put away a pesky opponent like Anaheim. Uh, on top of that, a bunch of, I mean, it felt like half a dozen point-blank chances for Vegas in that game that Ottinger just, I mean, stellar, stellar. He's just so damn good. So I think, I love your handicap, but I think it also has more to do with the stars than anything they they kind of just scare me a little bit okay yeah yeah i think uh we were we were all wrong with dallas and, and vegas the other night and uh i wouldn't go that far yeah they're still plus 100 yeah and, well no i mean we were i'm talking about they did. the result we were all right yeah we we were wrong but i mean i don't think it was as bad as tim saying like hints did hit the post with like four and a half minutes left cutting right out front so I don't know. Typical, but typical, uh, typical Vegas. Uh, yes, they just seem to find a way, and I still think like he's right about what the offense has shown. But then also when you step back, like it's game. What they've played two games, and I think Duchesne's still going to be a really good insulating piece. Wyatt Johnson will be good. Probably comes down to what they get out of Sagan and Ben. But right. I'm not really too worried about them offensively. All right, so that's the underdogs for us uh, on uh, Thursday night: Coyotes, Kings, and Ducks. S- staying out west. Uh, all right, on to the big board. We'll start with the Leafs and Panthers, a rematch of the second round last year. Uh, Panthers took that in five. Toronto minus 120 on the road. Uh, Florida plus 100 and even money. Underdog in Sunrise and the over-under is seven. 
I'm tempted by Florida here, Tim. Uh, but I, I think I'll need a little convincing. I mean, the Panthers' biggest deficiency is on defense, and Toronto's biggest deficiency is on defense. So if you're betting an underdog, you're hoping that just uh, that's kind of a wash and we get a high-scoring game and the Panthers are able to do a better job of masking their defensive inefficiencies than Toronto is. A lot of it's going to come down to uh, you got to pray for not a bunch of Maple Leafs power plays. They're firing at an insane clip on the power play this season. So I'm going to lean Panthers. I'm probably going to bet Panthers in this game. And I also want to ask when, as we eventually get to it, at what point can we just like not, because I'm naturally scared away by totals that are seven, but I also think this game could actually be seven, seven. At one point, do we make sure that we're not scared away by these high totals, or at least for me? I agree with Tim. I like, I, I kind of still want to get on the over here. It's seven plus one Oh five. As of now, there's so many ways this game can break open. Um, that it's just it's hard for me to see where it doesn't. Like, there's going to be so many suspect defenders on the ice for both teams, the way it's going, and so much talent offensively. Maybe we see a decent amount of power plays. Like I, I think I would definitely be on the over at seven before the under or looking anywhere else. Should be a pretty good prop game too. Like I just and Samsonov's been pretty shaky so far. He hasn't really received great defensive play either. So a lot to count on kind of going right for Toronto and Florida's played pretty damn well offensively, but I still, I look at those defensive pairings. Like you've got Ekman Larson's going to get tough minutes in this game. And then you look at the second pairing, Kulikov gets tough minutes. Like, I don't think anyone can dispute at, Like, even if you're going to talk about the power play at five on five offensively, Toronto's still going to be one of the best in the league. I don't think that's the new knock on them at all. The question is just, will they even take a step back defensively? Cause they've been really good. Like that's the reality of it is if you look at the last couple of years, They've been really good, and I don't think Domi helps them on the, on that front, and the Klingberg situation could get really bad, I think. He's looked really shaky defensively, so that's a lot of reasons why this could blow up pretty fast. And, and you, I mean, you touch on the power play and the need to stay out of the box, and the Panthers just don't do that. It's just not in their DNA <laughs> to stay out well, of the box. Well, it was in the playoffs, yeah, but yeah. they're not going to get those. The calls the, are going to The playoff whistles aren't out in, in October. Um also, it seems pretty clear that the NHL is uh, telling refs anything that's 50-50 on, on a breakaway is you point is to the a dot. penalty yeah. shot. Yeah, Some, it's been crazy how many of them is like defenders kind of on the hip and they're yeah. calling it a full-blown breakaway. I don't know if I, I mind it at all. We'll see. I, I, which I, and I say that and I've had... I don't mind it at all, but it's going to go on for like two more months probably and then, then go, go back yeah. to what we're used to. Yeah, I haven't... Uh, I have. I think I've had... Uh, one penalty shot go in against me and I'm 0 for 1 for the teams I've bet on are so far. Um, so Jason Zucker, baby. So, yeah, Zucker was not, oh, just, not good for me the other night. Just another thing we can get screwed on. Just yeah. add it to the list. I didn't I didn't envision this, but yeah. How about a pick up? Well, some of them you're like, do I even want a penalty shot here? Yeah. Like, what are some I think of these that's the... shooting? Probably like 1 and 5. It's like the same as a power play. Yeah, in the power play you get the... Uh, I had a benefit of taking two minutes off the clock, unless you're the Islanders, where the other team will likely have as much a chance to score as you do. Uh, all right, a pick them now. Uh, Flames in Buffalo, over under six and a half. Calgary is coming off of uh, a very Calgary performance. Uh, and Buffalo with a overtime win against Tampa, in which they looked good and then kind of had some demons show up with 
defensively, and they'll be without Matias Samuelson, who I think actually is uh, a big loss for them on the back end. Because for a team that you need to shore up defensively, uh, he's someone who's just really solid in that regard. I think I would look to bet Calgary as an underdog. I would be close to it, Tim. Uh, you seem pretty low on Buffalo, though. Yeah, <clears throat> rare case here. It shows you know level-headed mind here. I won my Sabres bet the other night, but I like downgraded Buffalo. I mean, if you just search Sabres on Twitter during that game, fans were not happy with certain players' performances. It, um, it Buffalo is going to be a team to me now, even despite me just winning my bet, that they're going to have to sh- prove it to me before I'm on them again. I know that's not really a great mantra for a better, but there's enough other teams to back out there. Um, before I go looking to, uh, you know, uh, give hand my money over to the books uh, on the Sabres. Yeah, especially against a, a solid team like this, Nick. Like, probably looks about right, though. Yeah, I, I think it looks fair. There's still, some of their stars are going to get going, and I thought they kind of did. And that was a tough spot versus Tampa. If you listened to what Tampa was saying entering that game, and I know you don't want to go too much down that line, but they were taking that one really seriously. Like, that was like full-blown getting them at their best. And I thought it was respectable. And Levi looked really good too, which was an important note for them. But yeah, and you mentioned Samuelson too. They did have pretty significant with and without splits when he was in and out of the lineup last year. That really, because I think they came out hot and then he got injured late October, whatever it was, and then they went into a pretty bad lull. So that is significant. But yeah, I think this number looks pretty fair. Uh, Canucks and Bolts now. Vancouver traveling as a plus 120 underdog Tampa minus 142 and the over under is seven. This is one of those situations where like I I can see the argument for saying, oh, this looks right. I want to pass, but I have a really hard time. I'd love to hear uh, from someone who's trying to make a case on betting Tampa here. And it's mostly because of the goaltending that, that I'd be afraid of it. So like especially if it's Demko in goal for for Vancouver, I have no reason to suspect otherwise. Uh, the the disparity in goal, I think, include, and then you throw in Vancouver's offensive upside. I I am really considering the Canucks here, Nick. Yeah, I, th- I think it's reasonable. I'm just a little afraid of the Lightning right now. I mean, they're not. It's priced pretty closely. Yeah, and no stamp coach. To be fair, like with the goaltending, like the Lightning haven't defended very well. So that's not just the goaltending, but I think I am kind of just in the pass on this spot. All right. Uh, Oilers and Flyers. The oil, baby. We were, we're didn't get paid off on Stars and Ice. We all got paid off on, on the Oilers and Predators. It's, it's one of those situations where you just feel it in your bones that there's like no way they were going to lose that game and, and, one one time out of ten, you're right in those situations, and and that happened to be right. Uh, that was just a absolute clinic from the moment the puck got dropped, as we've seen Edmonton do to Nashville uh, quite a bit in the dry side of McDavid era. They're now minus two hundred five in Philly, who beat the Canucks on Tuesday night. Flyers are plus one seventy, and the over under is six and a half. Uh, I think a lot of people will be going to the the tried and true McDavid props here uh big dry sidle stuff after a game like that uh tim do you think you're going in that direction what is your angle for 
Oilers is a huge favorite in Philly. Yeah, it'll be on the prop market. So make sure that you're following uh, us in the action app. But my biggest concern with this game is can Philly score? I really like Philly. I, I, I like the roster a lot. They're pesky. But the Oilers are going to outscore a lot of teams. And this seems like a game that the Oilers are going to outscore the other team. Doesn't doesn't uh, their defensive deficiencies aren't necessarily going to be exploited by the Flyers in this game. So, yeah, I think the ice is tilted. Uh, Oilers ton of shots, and also too, the Oilers in that game against Nashville. Yeah, we won. They won big, but they did not get off to as great of a start as I thought they would. At least in the first five to seven minutes, I didn't love their jump. It didn't seem totally a uh, chip on the shoulder like from them. But hey. It's a long season. Maybe I'm just the idiot. Nick, uh, anything here on, on Flyers? Yeah, I I think everybody's going to smash the whale thinking they're back after that game. And I might end up looking like an idiot for saying this, but I don't think you want to bet them at this price here. Like I'd much rather bet a Boston at minus 250 on this slate than the oil here because of the fact that Philly actually looks quite respectable. And when I look at their lineup, I don't hate it right now. Like the defense of the back end is pretty suspect, but if Couturier is going to be like a legit elite two way center or just close to what he's been, then I don't really want to fade them at all right now. They're playing really hard. They're kind of sneaky deep. Like if I think Forster looks good and I thought Bobby Brink looked excellent last night, I bet on him to score a goal and it felt like he was pretty live every time he touched the puck. Uh, the usages are a little off because it seems like he's just rolling all four lines. But I look at this the the Flyers right now, and I actually don't think they look that bad on paper. With Carter Hart and goal playing, he played really good yesterday. Uh, I still don't feel great about the Oilers' situation. Like It seems like you're live to get all sorts of stuff from Campbell and Skinner. Maybe this one's a Skinner start. I know Campbell's pretty good in Nashville, but I still... Like betting them at minus 205 here is just not appealing to me at all. I think it'll be a really popular public play, but it's not something I want to do. Just think about what the, the difference is between Philly and, and Nashville. Like, is it wide enough that Edmonton closes minus 150-ish, whatever they ended up at uh, in Nashville, and now they're, they're, they're really 55 comparable. cents higher than, than Philadelphia? Like, that seems, yeah, seems a little drastic. It's a really good point. Um, so, yeah, I think... I think it's it's one of those spots where you're right. Like a lot of people are going to lump on the Oilers, um, and hey, maybe they win, maybe they make it look easy, but it could just be one of those where a lot of people are left kicking themselves and be like, "How did I bet this team?" And then they're, the next game, you see the price come back down to where it was, and uh, there's just not a fun minus two hundred five bet. I don't think. No, like, no, they they can lose to anybody. The, like the Oilers, just are there. There, that's the team. Like they. They can lose to anybody when they get going. Like they could be the best team in the league. But uh, and if I'm going to take them on as like a pretty big favorite, I want it to be versus a team that I have more faith in being trashed defensively than Philly. Like right now, they actually look decent and they're getting good goaltending. So I think that's a pretty easy case. Yeah, uh, Canes and Kraken next up. Uh, Carolina's minus one forty eight at the time of recording. Uh, Seattle plus one twenty four and a total of six. Uh, Seattle are really kind of they might be this this season's Canucks where that that slow start just absolutely wrecks them. Uh I don't think I can lay this um price with Carolina though Nick. 
Uh, no, I'm eyeing more the Kraken. I, they had a good performance last night in the loss, uh, lucked into a win on Colorado. And I think now could be the time if Ajo is going to remain out and they're going to start Ranta, you might end up getting the number um, with really just no faults at Carolina or with Carolina, kind of just a feel thing, kind of a spot thing, short those guys. I think Kraken could give it a game. We'll see. Like if you're going to get plus 125, I'd probably play the Kraken, but it's going to come down to what, you see out of them, but getting close. Like, I mean, how many are they going to lose? And they played pretty well versus Colorado. They're still pretty deep and maybe Carolina, you know, has one of those nights where they can't finish. They're still without Svechnikov, that sort of thing. It looked like it was going that way versus San Jose and full marks to Carolina for gutting that one out. They lost Ajo right, be- right before puck drop. Blackwood was insane. Rant Anderson gets injured in the middle of the game. Ranta comes in cold, looks bad, makes it a game. They had every excuse and they end up winning 6-3, which is also a comment to how shocking San Jose has really been, I'd say. Anything uh, for you here, Tim? Yeah, in the uh, <clears throat> John Forsland ball here, um, I look, Carolina has not totally impressed me. That game against San Jose the other night, they were bailed out seven freaking power plays. Um, I mean, they, they were kind of stomping them, though, so I don't mind the power plays being seven. It, it, correct, but they were about to get blackwooded. You know, I, I I don't love, still don't love their ability to score. They do. They just pepper, pepper, pepper. Um, I don't know. I wasn't totally stoked by their performance, and I'm going to back Seattle because – not to say they have to win at some point, but they have to get an all out balls to the wall effort because this thing's about to get real ugly. Um, and again, so like, Carolina's played weaker teams, Seattle, they're not as they're not in the same company as Anaheim and San Jose. So give me, give me Seattle uh, as a plus money dog. Yeah, uh, as, as Boomer Gordon on NHL Radio says, there's no such thing as like a scheduled win, but there is such a thing as like a scheduled big effort. And I think that you're probably right about the Kraken tomorrow is absolutely one uh, that they need to at least. Long road trip for Carolina yeah. in the middle of two. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Bruins and Sharks, this was a fun tidbit. The Sharks are the first team in NHL history to open the season against the four division winners from the previous season. So, uh, yikes. That's not the way you want to be treated. But it, it also kind of, like, they've been bad. They've just got caved in by Colorado, Carolina, and as Tim said, and, and like, even, like, a not-so-impressive effort was tripling them in shot attempts and uh, Vegas obviously took it to them as well. So it's hard to say we know exactly how bad this team is. Just, I mean, they're playing a murderous row right now. So we'll, we'll save our, our true, true judgment on, on the Sharks. We know that they're not good, but just how not good they are. We'll, we'll wait until they get through this gauntlet. All four at home too. <laughs> it's rough, rough start. Uh, Bruins are minus 278 
Uh, Sharks are uh, plus 225 at the time of recording, and the over-under is at six. Nick, you said it before. Um, you'd rather bet the Bruins at this price than the Oilers. Um, what are your thoughts here on bees and sharks? Yeah, that's the kind of comment that'll look idiotic if it's wrong, but I stand by it. So, like, if, if we don't usually bet favorites like this, you could just bet the puck line. But I think if you're just looking at it from a number standpoint, if Boston's winning this game seven and a half times out of 10, you're profitable at minus 250. So, I think they are. I think the case is pretty reasonable. San Jose is getting absolutely caved in. Blackwood's bailed them out. Who knows if Mackenzie Blackwood's going to keep playing good? They got every break under the sun last game. Like Ranta lets in a stinker. They Aho sits at the last minute, like not even facing the other team's top line center. I get that it's been hard competition, but I just think some of these lines are uh, so likely to get caved in. And Boston's a team I'm happy to back in spots where they should pick up points. Like this core's been pretty steady at doing that. I'm even a little low on Boston to, compared to market, I'd say this year. And I still just don't quite think they're favored enough at the time of recording here. So I actually don't mind playing the Bruins. And then the other thing I'll note too, it still wouldn't surprise me to see them find a way to start cacking in here. Like you're, everyone knows where this team is going. He's gotten worked pretty good. He had the bad finish to last game. Like, I think it's one of those things where they can level themselves into being like, we're a lottery team. We're, we're just going to start cacking in here. Like who cares? And I want to fade cacking in this year. So I'm, I'm willing to go with the Bruins here at this price. Tim, uh, the Bruins are in, in your backyard um, and you're backing them. I think it's your first time betting on them on, on the show this, this year. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be looking to fade them a lot this season, but the Sharks, I mean, this poor Sharks team, uh, Nick, you said it, um, could see Cockin in here. And l- listen, um, I don't care. Marty Brodeur would be a downgrade from Blackwood right now, the way he's been playing. I mean, even if, even if Blackwood does go, the guy's got to be exhausted. He's, he's basically faced like three seasons worth of, of shots through the first couple games here. Um, but I'll ask Nick, um, where do you think, cause I don't want to lay that number. Where, where do you think the Bruins team total could be around? Um, cause I think I want to bet the Bruins to score goals and not, have to lay the lumber yeah probably like a flat four at close to even money i'd say like three and a half is going to be super juiced um yeah, that's what i figured um, yeah but i mean if you like them to score four like you think the sharks are putting up four on or like putting up two or three on Ulmark? and maybe this isn't no. Ulmark, but i'm happy with swayman too not exactly a problem and yeah we're talking about feeding burns i think saturday could be a good spot we'll see what the number is saturday because they play la then right I think that could be a good time to kind of sell on them. Yeah. So if it's an even four, I'm fine with uh, pushing it four. So I'll probably take Bruins team total over. Don't trust the Sharks ability to score and um, goaltending in San Jose uh, when it's not Blackwood um, duck and cover. I'm also not betting shot props on that game. A little side note there. All right. Thanks for that. And then we'll close this part of the program with a, horrible spot for the chicago blackhawks in colorado hawks are plus 275 avalanche are minus 345 and the over under six and a half i say horrible spot just because let's talk about the road trip that they've been on to start the season to start Connor bedard mania pittsburgh boston montreal toronto colorado um 
so it's a, been a long trip. This is now going on almost 10 days, and you're going to end it in altitude against one of the best teams in the NHL. Uh, not a huge market in terms of like hockey media presence like the other four, so Bedard gets a breather. Absolutely love the outrage from the hockey media that they didn't make him available the day of uh, game uh, in Toronto. How could you? These guys have been waiting all year to hear what Connor Bedard thought about playing in Toronto and playing against Austin Matthews, and they didn't get a chance to to write it down. Um, yeah, no, uh, the kid's like 12 years it's, old. It's, like, it was amazing. Break, it was okay? Just my my favorite people playing all the hits. Uh, I just, I, I do think this Blackhawks team has a lot of up, upside at these kind of prices, but this spot sucks. Nick, anything? No. Tim? No, I, I yeah, I can't <laughs> do it. Too big of a number. The Hawks have been kind of competitive. I don't know. You got to hope it's um, it would be an avalanche, like look ahead spot, but I think it's too early in the season for that horrendous spot. Don't make them available to the media again. Don't the, the kitchen never have to talk. Yeah. <laughs> let us stick to the talking. Just let us stick to the talking. Um, and, 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 and like as if he's so compelling of an, interview, yeah. like, you know, and if any of them are, nobody is. So, Nobody yeah. is. It's the NHL. No one says anything. Like, what would you, what'd you need him to say? We got pucks deep and went to work. Like, no, uh, you need him that so bad. It was an honor. Toronto's it was an honor to play. play. When you're a kid, you, you think about playing in places like Toronto. We also, you know what? One actual relevant note on this game, too. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Georgiev sit. He's played all three games. They're a gigantic favorite. <laughs> you're not getting a much better spot to uh, give him a rest. A Justice Anunin? Yeah. Justice Anunin? I mean, I guess it is their home opener, though, so yeah. probably still give them the start. We'll see. Uh, all right, so that wraps up the uh, main part of the board. Onto our favorite bets uh, for Thursday, October the 19th. Top shelf where Mama hides the cookies! Nick, what about you? Yeah, I like the Los Angeles Kings in Minnesota uh, to stick with Tim here. I think it's a really good spot. There's still going to be a really good... Uh, really deep team. They played quite well in Minnesota, or sorry, in Winnipeg. We were wrong on that one. Proved a lot. Dubois looked really good. I still believe in this side a lot. I think the only area that they don't have an edge here is in goal, but that's pretty great if you're talking about a team like that's a slight underdog, and you're looking at the entirety of the roster, and you're saying the one deficiency is that they have a slightly worse netminder. I think it's a pretty good spot. Minnesota slapped Montreal, but it was what it was. It was a bit of an odd game. And at some point, I think the injuries are going to make a difference for them. They're not what they will be at closer to full strength this year at all. So seems like a great time to pile on the Kings here. At, and I mean, even just general power ratings, even when Spurgeon and Boulder, Boldy are there, I think I'd view the Kings as a better team, right? So it just seems like a great number to get them in this spot. Yep. Tim and I also on uh, Los Angeles. For me, I'll go with the Preds. Uh, as an underdog in the Big Apple, Naturals plus 160, and coming off of a embarrassing effort against the Oilers, the Rangers minus 192, uh, a total of six here. And it's pretty simple. I think that Jonathan Quick is going to start this game uh, for the Rangers. And I'm going to bet against Jonathan Quick at these kind of numbers. And I also think that Nashville, like when, when you consider how the Rangers have been playing and they've been good uh, defensively, they've managed situations well. They've kind of ticked all the boxes you expect out of the LaViolette team already in, in the games that they've won. Uh, the pre- those are kind of things that you can imagine the Predators doing well 
as well. This could just be a, a real grueling, boring game, and it could come down to just which team makes the big mistake and with quick in uh, in goal for uh, the Rangers, it's more likely than normally or the nor- uh, normal circumstances that it could be them. So I'll take the Preds here, Nick. Yeah, I love it. I I mean, I wish it wasn't the Preds in this I spot because I'm still low on them, but we're getting the number and we're getting the, the hopefully the quick st- uh, spot start where we're just going to get so much line value getting it in early. So I think it still has to be done on the Preds, but wish it was a better team heading in there. Yeah, I should say like plus 140, like even still like it gets quick, I would take beyond that. Maybe not. So Tim. Yeah. And to your point, um, Nick, you said like, I wish it was a different team, but listen, if we're looking at a way to back uh, the predators who are going to be dogs an awful lot this season, they're not going to win many track meets. So like, this is a game where the you said at one mistake. So I'm kind of more excited to, for that. I think that's a good matchup in terms of, it could just be one nothing, and you know, low variance. Hopefully, that one nothing is on our side. Uh, likely won't be, but yeah. Uh, and then on to you. Yes, my best bet will be the Winnipeg Jets hosting the Vegas Golden Knights. They're a short favorite right now. You guys uh, informed me in the pre-show that we're not seeing Connor Hallerbuck, but hey, he's not going to start every single game, even though um, he might be capable of doing it. The guy's such a horse. This is about fading Vegas for me. I mean, they've just been such fool's gold. They're they're not as good as this start. Get them away from that friggin' building. Get them to uh, get them to Winnipeg, where there might be ten thousand people at the game. Um, I, I tell you, they're they're just get them out of that building. Get them out of that building. And uh, the Jets, they've been pretty surprised. I think they've been surprisingly good, despite laying an egg to uh, the Kings. Um, I like the Jets here in a low scoring game. Give me Winnipeg. Yeah, I'm I'm with you here. Winnipeg, uh, even with Brassois in goal for the Jets, uh, even without Gabe Velarde, I just think that this they've just been good uh, for more often than not so far this this season. And at some point, this this night's team will will just get found out eventually or have a break go against them, and uh, they're going to be a little overvalued until then. Nick, I uh, I'll just quickly note too that Brassois was quite good last year, and I don't even want to make it sound like we're that low on Vegas. It's just a bad spot altogether they haven't been that outright dominant so it feels like a good time to try to just pick off them finally losing yeah brassois was plus 5.9 goals saved above expected last year with a 927 save percentage in 11 games and that was playing behind vegas who were obviously pretty good defensively but still and then the other note i think if kapari is going to play on the top line that could be interesting he doesn't have a ton of finish but he's looked pretty good this year so you know, if, if you get some of these weird outlier numbers on him, could be worth a shot. Yeah, we if if we have him, we have him in the NFL luck rankings. Vegas would be like one of the luckiest teams if we had NHL luck rankings to start the year. All right, all three of us on the Jets, all of us on the Preds, uh, all of us also on uh, the Coyotes. This this will be a fun night of NHL on Thursday. Uh, thank you for listening to Line Change. Uh, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, for Tim Kalinowski, Nick Martin, I'm Michael Leboff. We will see you next week. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.